Counselors, approach the bench. I have no further witnesses, Your Honor. Curiosity, I'm allowing this freak show to continue. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. Overruled. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? Welcome to Movie Mistrial. The podcast where we talk about the IMDb's top 250 movies, and we argue for or against the movies being on that list. My name is Johannes. And I am Raji. Today, we're talking about yet another film on the list. Disney's 1994 movie, The Lion King. The Lion King was released on June 24th, 1994, starring Jeremy Irons, John Earl Jones, and Whoopi Goldberg. Before we set out on the matter about Simba and Mufasa, I'll take a moment before the patter to breathe. Hakuna Matata, how's your week? What a wonderful phrase. Uh, <laughs> it's, been, it's, been, it's been good. I had some days off, um, getting ready for full-time employment again. So yay me. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's been good. Um, very, very calm. Very mellow. Got some stuff done. Work on projects. You know, got my 3D printer back up and running and printing stuff, which I find uh, is the thing that you do with a 3D printer. You print kind of stupid stuff, but that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. How was your week? It's been okay. Not not good, not bad. Just we're doing okay. Okay. You know. Okay has to be okay sometimes. Yeah. I, I am fully embracing the okay mode. Yeah. At that's, this particular that's, point. Yeah. That, that's good. I saw an interesting movie, uh, Emily the Criminal. Was, really? Yeah. It's uh, It was kind of lost as a uncut gems type of movie. It's not as mm-hmm. frantic and, and kind of crazy as that, but um, somewhat there. Yeah. It was good. Movie. Um. I saw the conclusion to the the series Better Call Saul. Oh and, yes, uh, I have to give them a lot of props for ending the show on such a strong manner. Um, I've also been watching The Sandman, and as a as a fan of the the Sandman, um, I never actually thought that uh, the show would actually be any good. But you know, watching the watching the show on Netflix, I am totally impressed by what they've been able to do on that show. Um, I, lo- I love I love the series. It's a really really good one. Okay, yeah, I've not seen the Simon. Have seen Better Call Saul uh, and Westworld. Westworld is a little challenging. Like I, I think, like design wise, Westworld is so good. Like mm-hmm. the aesthetics and everything like, is is really good. But the book, man, the book, challenging, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, Better Call Saul, like, going out of it, I was a little underwhelmed. But the more I think about it, I think the better it gets. But I also don't know what, mm. what I expected, right? Like, there, there had to be some kind of conclusion. Um, And I think they did the best they could. Like, he had to be in jail. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I will say about Westworld, I know you mentioned Westworld earlier. 
uh, it was a, it started off being middling, then it became a very good series uh, in the middle. And at the very end, it just went back to middling because yeah. now I'm like, all right, how am I supposed to care about these characters? And, you know, how am I supposed to care? But I'm not going to spoil it. Um, it's, it's interesting in itself. So whoever is interested should check it out. Um, I like I like yeah. the season overall. Yeah, I think Westworld is one of those shows that they want to be this like s- transcendental, super smart, um, thought experiment. And you know, what if robots get sentient and you know want to have their own world and all that? But I, I constantly get the feeling like they think they're smarter than like the the show is smarter than it actually is, and um, I think that's kind of why I'm a little let down. Like like it it feels a little pandering and it feels a little like oh we're doing all these philosophical things in there, but it gets very convoluted because it is Ooh. so cryptic and so like they try to be this big metaphor and you know statement in a way and i don't it falls flat on me on that you know Uh, (laughs) it's i mean yeah it is what it is i i Um, I totally agree with you that they, they have a message they want to um to sell to the crowd and i think that sometimes the message gets away uh gets away from them and they yep. lose flexibility in what they're trying to st- in the story they're trying to tell because they want to sound like they're smarter than everybody else coming up with right. the story that oh you can't you can't guess what's going to happen next we, oh you thought that was going to happen nah that's so yeah i i totally understand your your perspective on on uh, westworld but yep. sheesh but it looks pretty so yay it does <laughs> I, I think they I mean, one more season, one more season, yep. and it's over. So I, I mean, I, I, it started off with so much promise. I didn't, I couldn't have thought that this was where they were going to go when I watched season one. But I guess rather than middling around in one particular world, it's good that we get to experience uh, the big picture in six seasons. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So, so um, the Lion King. Uh, I'm so glad, just to put that out there, that we're talking about the 94 version of The Lion King. Really? There's a 94 version? Well, the 94 version is what what we're talking about, right? Oh, man, I watched the the 2019 version. I'm joking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They were completely different arguments. (laughs) Yeah. The the look on your face when I said that was priceless. It was like I was like, okay, <laughs> that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, probably easier to argue uh, against the the more recent uh, remake than hmm. the original. But uh, we'll we'll cross our bridge when we get there. Um, yeah, it's it's been it's been interesting to revisit that movie. Like it's been a long time since I've seen it for me and mm. i realized i have never seen this movie in english <laughs> really yeah wow only only like clips of it but not the full thing through interesting 
yeah. So did you watch so it in English this time? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it's funny to me because it's it's one of these things where like I grew up with this, very much like The Simpsons, right? The The hmm. Simpsons in English just don't sit right with me. <laughs> it's weird, and this movie also has some parts where I'm like, oh, this is very bizarre. That's a weird experience, but uh, we'll go into it in the in the general discussion, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, if further, well, the... Go ahead. I guess I guess we, before we go into that, we should do a synopsis real quick and then uh, go into the arguments. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. This Disney animated feature follows the adventures of the young lion Simba, the heir of his father Mufasa. Simba's wicked uncle Scar plots to overthrow Mufasa's throne by luring father and son into a stampede of wildebeest. But Simba escapes and only Mufasa is killed. Simba returns as an adult to take back his homeland from Scar with the help of his friends Timon and Pumbaa. All right. So, arguments. Arguments is a good point, but we need to figure out who's uh, who. Who's who in this adventure? Okay. I'm going to go with Tails today. Tails. Okay, let's see. Heads. So I get to decide. <laughs> well, I have to talk for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, I, I think I was lucky for a while. and I, I didn't want to... Okay. All right. Cool. Um, so I'm going to take a moment, Hakuna Matata, to breathe in. And the witness will address this court as judge or your honor. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners to this wonderful podcast... Today I'm going to be arguing against The Lion King, which came out in 1994, not the 2019 version. And I'm going to say that this movie is a movie um, that is, it's very, um, how, how would I put this? It's a Shakespearean tale. It's a, it's a story of Hamlet um, with good music. Um, but the characters of especially of Simba uh lacks a lot of growth and a lot of depth and it's one uh every single character in this in this movie serves a purpose um and <clears throat> they never actually we don't actually see a lot of growth in a lot of the characters so i think that the movie um shows a lot of uh a story about a kid who was obnoxious at the very beginning, who was obnoxious at the very end, um, and who only grew in the last five minutes of the film where um, he found out he wasn't guilty of the crime that he thought he was guilty of all this time. Um, it's a movie about sitting down uh, and ignoring your responsibilities uh till the very last moment so if you're a big fan of procrastination this is the movie for you so that's that's where i'm gonna go with my argument <laughs> okay <laughs> the movie for procrastinators interesting so your honor uh, the lion king is the perfect way to introduce your kids to difficult concepts uh, and to 
the to to expose kids to the circle of life um there's always you know things have a natural balance and uh, we go through life and life is ending as well uh i think introducing kids fairly early on to a very um relatable father figure and then have them die off um is challenging for kids in the beginning but it's it's a good way to deal with death um because we learn things move on and you can grow from from that and you will never forget right but but you 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 remember and um take what you learned and apply it to your own situation uh, i think that's that's very important to take away from this movie i also think that um the good versus evil conversations here and the um the way we are introduced to um again kind of like concepts of grief and distrust and jealousy and all that i think that's that's all very healthy for for kids to learn and to be introduced um in in a cartoon movie right so so kids kind of understand these concepts um through through what we see here and then it even goes further like when when simba and nala grow up you know they form a relationship they rekindle their their thing and uh, you know so we learn about family and love in a different context and i think all of those are very important lessons that we take away from uh from from this movie and it, it works as a parent it works as a child it works as anybody in between and that's important and it's all framed beautifully uh with the scenery and the music i think the music is incredibly stellar and incredibly strong and it's it's threading its way through this with with certain light motifs that help kind of support all these important subjects that we have. So with all that said, I do think The Lion King is one of the most important movies of the 90s and uh, therefore needs to be on this list. I think it's um it's interesting uh you say all of this and I think that they definitely touch on some very heavy topics in in the show uh in the movie including conversations about depression um the solution for depression is to hakuna matata uh means no worries uh, for the rest of your days which means uh, drop all your responsibilities and relax uh not a great solution <laughs> for uh depression but i guess if it's a kids movie um i guess we have to deal with the consequences of that but i i will say that I'm going to go back to the original points I was trying to make so that I don't give you any armor to deal with. Um, <laughs> is I think that one of the weaknesses that I would say about this film is that the characters are very, very shallow. The movie is not very long. Um, and it probably is one of the reasons why we don't get to see a lot of character acts or a lot of character growth. We meet Zazu, Timon, Pumbaa. We meet the hyenas. All of them are one-dimensional one characters. We even meet Simba, who started off being an obnoxious little kid, breaking all the rules, um, becomes a an obnoxious adult who didn't want to take any responsibility on his own until his dad, his dad came from the from the ghost world 
to talk some sense into him and guilt him into taking action. Somebody who has lived under his dad's shadow for all his life, and the moment he gets away from it, he decides to become a slug-eating lion. I mean, it's it it shows change in some ways, uh, but it doesn't show growth at all. The end of the film, um, he's fighting with Scar, and the only reason why that fight was able to turn around was because the mo- because. Uh, of the moment Scar announces to him and tells him in his ear that he killed his dad. Um, and that's the thing that spurs action on his end, uh, that sense of revenge. Um, and we get back to the status quo, where we go back to the cycle of life. I think that of all the characters in this show, the only the only character that actually shows any... Um, any impotence, impotence in this film is character of Scar, who was jealous of his big brother. His 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 use of language, his conversations he has, you know, things like it's to die for. The way his intonation felt, uh, everything about Scar was um, remarkable. And I'm, I will say this: the two worst parts of this film. Uh, at the moment where uh, Mufasa dies and the moment where Simba beats Scar because we let go of the two most interesting characters and we're left with the most boring lead uh, in the whole story. So that's uh, Simba is not a very good hero, is what I'm trying to say. Um, hmm. Yeah. Okay, I mean, so you said there's everything is very shallow and there's no growth, and uh, Hakuna Matata is a weird way to deal with depression, right? But I, I think what we're seeing here is is also a movie that tells us a story about uh, social standing, social classes, and kind of the pecking order of things, right? So, the, like I said, it's kind of the circle of life, of like you know wherever you are that's that's you know it's it's like life you could be philosophical and be like you know it's it's kind of a self-fulfilling circle for everybody in a way like wherever you you are wherever you stand in the in the animal world right but uh we are breaking with that convention when the heir to the throne is now living with the peasants right and uh, so I think that's that's kind of interesting, and and we we learn, like you said, uh, depression. Hakuna Matata is a way to deal with depression, but I think that's supposed to show us that people that are not on the throne or adjacent to it, you know, they have to deal with life in a in a very completely different way, and I think mm-hmm. it's important for for somebody like Simba to learn that from his friends as well. Right, um, and and to to get the bigger picture of the life that's out there, because I think that's that's ultimately something that his father was lacking. Right, gotta fix my light here. <laughs> so that's ultimately something that's that that his father, as great as he was, uh, probably lacked kind of that compassion. An understanding of uh, anybody who's not on the throne 
you know how how they are supposed to like their their issues right because he doesn't have to deal with those issues mm. um so i i feel like he was literally blinded by not being able to understand his brother and his grievance right um so i think that is something that we that we are supposed to learn here um i mean like you indicated 90 minutes is not a lot of time to build a lot of depth and i would tend to agree that it probably could go a little deeper on some of the characters but i also think that we we see a lot um and we understand a lot in a very quick quick amount of time so i think the three hyenas are a good example of kind of the the smart one the the really dumb one that's just laughing and kind of the one that's kind of in between right um that's all we need to know because they're villains in this uh, scar is a lot more fleshed out and i think the the character design is telling so much um alone right in contrast to mufasa um that we don't need to understand a lot and yes he's very witty and he he says, you know, he's got the brains of the operation and all that. And I think that's true. Um, he is pretty smart and um, figures out a plot to 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 plan his brother's demise and, and kind of make Simba go away. Um, but he as well is not fully understanding the balance of, of the world, right? Because after years of his reign, the the world is in shambles everything is dried out and and you know um that's not a a proper way to live for anybody there either and so it's 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 like we're we're bringing we're, we're being put on this journey and i think you can make an argument of like the the reason why it's so good and so uh, compelling is because there is characters in there that speak to a lot of different people in a lot of different living situations that you can sympathize with you can be the underdog you can be the um the the careless in quotes um a person that just goes through life or you can be somebody who who got scorned and lives with guilt right and i think uh, th there's a lot there to find yourself in or sympathize with and, and then find yourself in. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I think this movie works so well, because uh, you can find yourself in one of these characters, um, even if they're shallow, if, as you characterize them. Um, <clears throat> I think it's, you make some, some good points. Um, but I, I, I will say that, you know, even in this podcast, we've watched some kid movies. Or should I say, I'm using air quotes for people who can't see me. Um, uh, about you know, kiddie movies. You know, we saw Spirited Away, which was a which was a movie that is also aimed at kids. Lion King is it's not a it has a movie that you can. It's a family film, I should say. Everybody should be entertained watching this film. Um, this was what Disney was trying to do. So. They take uh, a high uh, a high concept Shakespearean story like Hamlet. They remove all the complexity and they leave us with drab. Um, and you know, one of the egregious things about this film is that, um, and I would have paid for this movie to be longer 
for let's look at for let's just you know let's look at the 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 episode of Nala and how she stumbled across Simba um and outside of Pride the Pride Lands how what was she doing so far away from Pride Lands you know no none of those questions were answered how did Simba not true get, that's not true it was explained <laughs> I would be I would be more than happy to hear the explanation. How was it yes. explained? Because, we we go because we go back. Before, <laughs> go ahead. Before go ahead. I, before you go, I'm going to say this: the scene before that, um, we see the um, the monkey going. Oh, it begins, and then the 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 pig, the pig, Mister Pig, is going around looking for Opumba. Is going around looking for slugs. He's trying to eat a bug, and all of a sudden, Nala appears. Uh, in there, what was she doing there? But I guess there's an explanation, and I need to know what 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 is it? Yeah, so we do have an explanation. We have a scene on Pride Rock where Scar is talking to Simba's mother. It's like, where where are your like your hunting parties need to do their thing? Like, and and she says mm-hmm. there's no food around anymore. So there's and we see that Pride Rock is very desolate. There's no water. There's no, you know, it's very black and white. Um barren landscapes and there's no animals around me so naturally like all the animals like pushed further out which makes sense mm. that then nala is also further out looking for food okay this is it becomes <laughs> convoluted too this is the kind no, of this is the kind of this is kind of it's the kind of leapfrogging they want us to do with this film because you know, this is basically on the same level as the conversation you're going to have about why after Scar took over, the place became dry and there were rivers were not flowing anymore. It's symbolism, the decay of incompetence. Okay, but this movie is shallow and they're giving us all of this stuff to decipher. I, I, it's Which brings me to my next point, the inconsistent tone in this film where we have to decipher puzzles to figure out why Nala is there and uh, the conversations don't have to be the ones that explain it. I, I think that, uh, yeah, that's my second point too. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's, it's that big of a puzzle, right? Like I, I think they explain it enough in that, um, you know, they have to go further out because it is, it's again. It's one of these these balance things, right? If you if you let hyenas run wild, <laughs> to speak, kind of in the lore of it, um, then the the market, in a way, right? If if we take it kind of conceptually, like if you if 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 you run on greed, then the market will dry up, right? Like I th- I think you can make that that. Um, comparison there and uh, that's essentially what it is right if you're if you respect the balance of things and only take what you need then you will have a flourishing ecosystem but if you go leaps and bounds over it then this is what happens right and so what would you say would be the representation of greed in this the hyenas in this scenario or is it scar because we never we never established that Scar was greedy. We established that he was jealous and he wanted to be king. He felt like he was being overlooked and he wanted to, what was his, 
but we never established it from the from the ruling perspective why was what was about what was it about his ruling that made him a bad leader or you know caused the whole situation to fall apart we can only skim and just say hey it's just incompetence and not caring about the role just wanting to be king for the name moldy and using the hyenas to protect him but it's a little uh, it's a bit of a leap for somebody who's watching this who's watching shadow characters like simba um and, and pumba and uh everybody dance around frolicking in in forest singing akuna matata it's 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 uh, very inconsistent i don't think so i think i think there's many ways to interpret this right but it, it's like one of them can be um anarchy right it's just is destroying the system right so yes scar scar was in it to be the the king but then after that he he doesn't necessarily care about how it's run as long as he's in power right so so he's kind of letting the hyenas live in anarchy that's one way to look at it you can also look at it as a as a very uh authoritarian regime right where you have a leader and then um you you just take what you can get for as much as profit as you can get um but then you you recognize that you run dry at some point right so you need to go out further and exploit um that's that's one way uh, i think there's many ways to to interpret this uh to to see how the leadership of scar is not conducive to a balanced ecosystem <laughs> right and also as a metaphor for for different kinds of of leading uh, mm-hmm. I think we, we we get a lot there that and you, you can take it however you want like there's a compelling argument to be made of like you know we see democrats versus republicans um i think you you could find that argument if you've really looked for it um you know democracy versus uh dictatorship you know like um like uh eco friendly versus uh, let's profit driven right like mm. there there's a lot of lot of ways you can interpret this um which i think only makes us stronger i think that i've seen that movie about uh, the man who knew too little um where everybody he would just say something and everybody would interpret it to to mean what they think it means uh meanwhile he's just saying nothing at all um and i think that this movie suffers from that kind of syndrome where the directors are not saying much but they the people who watch this film put meaning into this uh more than it's necessary uh and you end up with philosophical conversations about things that the directors didn't really care about i don't think they they did all of that intentionally but you know i i stand by my argument that this movie doesn't deserve to be on the list okay i i do think that this movie is very calculated because especially in that time, like in the in the early like this movie is one of the last i think that was uh, hand drawn right so you you really have to be conscious about what you put to paper 
and um because it's it's hella expensive to to make these kind of movies right so um that explains why it's only 90 minutes but that also in my opinion is is informing that like everything is very calculated uh, so I don't, I, I don't think it's as shallow as you make it out to be, and I think there, there's many ways to, to look at this and and take something away from it, and I think that's why it's so uh, beloved by so many people, and uh, that's why I think it highly deserves to be on this list and should be further up. Not beloved by me, and I'm not <laughs> the most in this conversation. Um, oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm ready to go into a general conversation if you feel like you've um, argued for this movie enough. Yeah. I can go yeah. on if you feel like you, you have a few more points to make. That's all right. We can go to, to the sidebar. Overruled. Sidebar. Guilty. Speculation. Hearsay. Bailiff. Briefcase. Disregard. In my chamber. Stop Beaver on the witness. Arrest. We could totally be lawyers. I will say that I love this film. Um, <laughs> it's a very it's very difficult to argue against this movie because it's very tight script. Um, it's a very short film. A lot of the frivolities are left. Um, I do I do believe that the characters are shallow, um, but they sacrifice the character growth for plot, and the plot of the movie is very strong. It's family it's power and it's revenge uh great um great uh, ingredients for a wonderful story um and uh this movie stands the test of time honestly the one of the things that i try to avoid talking about during this conversation so that i don't come off as um an, an absolute nincompoop is the animation which is remarkable and the voice work, which is outstanding, especially uh, Jeremy Irons and Rowan Atkinson. Um, and also the voice of Mufasa uh, was incredibly good. Uh, lots of great, great casting in this film. Nathan Lane did a great job as uh, Timon. And, uh, you know, it's, I can't, I can't, I can't honestly fault it because the movie didn't go long enough uh, to, for me to be able to find a lot of flaws in this film. So, uh, great, great movie. Should be on the list. Very difficult to argue against. What would you have said if you had been on the arguments against it? Uh, was there anything that I probably missed in the argument that you thought would be a good point against it? Uh, I mean, I I I would have gone towards, like I said, I I feel like there's there's a interpretation there of of different regimes, right, and and how um, kind of uh, dictatorships is ruining everything, right? But the the way, in some way, I think that is not necessarily a clean argument because we already have kind of a feudal society <laughs> that we see, right? So it's kind of a, a king versus a dictator. Like, um, I, I feel like that that divide is not very clear. Uh, I, like, when, when I started watching it, I was like, okay, so we, we have everybody and, and their mom having to come by to praise the king's kid, right? And it's it, like, that's a little 
ugh. <laughs> right? Like, you have the gazelles and the zebras and the, like, everything, every group in the animal kingdom that is on the lion's lunch plate comes by <laughs> and worships worships the little baby that's about to kill them <laughs> a couple yep. of years later right yep. so that's that's what that's a little messed up um mm-hmm. <laughs> if you think about it i think uh, there's some comedy in there that's also kind of messed up where it's like zazu is like oh yeah ska i mean we can we can make a rug out of him it's like that's so messed up that's his brother <laughs> like, <laughs> like who's who's killing his brother and then putting up a <laughs> like creating a rug out of him um yeah so I remember that, and it and it's just an offhand comment, right? It's just for jokes, but it's like that's kind of messed up that they put that in there. If you think about it for a minute, um, so I I think I would have gone more towards that kind of line or argument where it's like, is it really that good? What we're learning from this, like, are we learning anything? And I think you you were trying to get there as well, but um, what are we learning? Uh, are we are we learning that a spoiled kid from from powerful parents, um, you know, whatever they do, they will, they will kind of find their way back into power? That's kind of a weird, you know, teaching too, right? So, so I think there's a lot of that that you can explore where you talk about the um, the iffy things we can take away from this movie. Like, I, th- I think there's there's a lot of great things. Like, it's it's a great movie. It's the first movie I've seen in theaters. Right. And it's uh, even even, so I I feel it's a tough act to follow in a way because because it is so good and it teaches you as a kid a lot of good things. Um, But it's also very trippy, like whenever it it goes into music, like it it starts to be very trippy, right? Like Mm. when I run away from Zazu, like it goes into full blown like mushroom trip in a way <laughs> it's like the the backgrounds change and the animals do the, the choreography and it's like what is going on here um <laughs> but you know it's it's a style to take us away from realism in quotes i guess right so but i so i think there's a lot of that that you can critique um that said i think this is one of the best animation movies and um, so okay oh no go ahead no, I, I was gonna, I was gonna talk about a number of things you mentioned, and I think I cut you off, so I apologize for that. Um, what I was gonna say is, uh, I think a lot of the points you made are poignant, but I think a lot of it also has to do with um, one of the points that I was trying to make about the fact that the characters were not developed. You know, you mentioned the this, this, this stuff about uh, we can use him as a rug. That's, that line stood out for me when I was watching it too. And I was like, wow, these guys are violent. Um, and one of the things that I was saying to myself was, you know, they never established Mufasa to be a good king. Uh, he wasn't, they never, there was no compassion he showed to anybody around him. Um, mm-hmm. He was forceful. He was dominant. Um, but we didn't get enough of that relationship he had with Scar for us to see why Scar resented him so much. Um, it's also one of the reasons why I was trying to say that the characters were so shallow. It's like, I, if I wanted to, if I was going to argue against Mufasa, 
I don't really have enough of a, a, an argument to make against Mufasa because we didn't get to see him long enough. We didn't get to see a lot of his actions. The, the two main actions we saw were him trying to save his kid, which were noble actions. Um, but then, you know, you have a hint of the relationship that he has with Scar and how those people make fun of Scar um, made him become resentful of the throne and things like that. So it's like, we don't have enough of a character to be able to make that jump, but I feel like there's something there, but we can't explore it as a good argument because we don't have enough story to give us an underlying reason why all of these things are happening. So it's, 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 it's one of those very weird situations where I'm like, all right, I know the characters are shallow. This movie is about the plot for the most part. Um, and if we want to make an argument, then we have to stick with characters being shallow um, because there's virtually no complexity to a lot of the characters. Um, but the plot is so good. It, it overwhelms the need for a character story. Um, and the recipes are so good that, you know, it's a, it's a tale that will forever continue to happen. Retold story of Hamlet. God knows how many, there's going to be another version of this in some future. Uh, where they're going to use different animals or the cockroaches are going to film this and make it into their space film after all humans are dead. Uh, I went I went to places that I didn't anticipate there. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so um, voices, like I said, like I said, before we went into arguments, I think the, so the first time watching in, in English full, for the full duration of the movie and it's kind of amazing how a lot of the German is still ingrained to me like especially during the songs like I, I recognize a lot of the just the German lyrics in my head um but it's a whole different experience because I could not get away from Mufasa being Darth Vader which mm. turns this into a very strange movie <laughs> For me, at least, in a way, like uh, the performance is fantastic, right? But it is like it's such an iconic voice that it's uh, really taking me back to to Star Wars, which is wild uh, because nothing else is kind of doing that. And then I was bewildered by Rowan Atkinson, Mister Bean, being Zazu, um, which that also is kind of a weird dynamic. I think that you have this page character. You know, going with with the king and thing again, and it's a bird, and it's it's. I think there's a lot of weird, just kind of conceptual things that happen here. Um, was another. Oh yeah, so the the remake of this is like half an hour longer, but I feel like even there we don't get any character depth. Hmm. Right. So so it's like, what do you? What, I I don't want to watch that movie again because I remember it being terrible, but. Uh, and utterly, utterly not needed but even with the extra time we don't get anything that's adding value so that's a little strange to me so they didn't explore they didn't explore mufasa and scar's relationship in that I don't new think one so. no oh man no so and then scar scar is interesting because scar is one of the disney villains that is very queer connotated uh, and there's a bunch of them in the old, and you know the old Disney villains are all very um, 
queer in a way like it's 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 kind of a subtext and you know as a queer person i could be mad at that but at the same time it's like hey representation <laughs> sucks as a weirdo villain but it's also kind of fun right <laughs> but um yeah i picked up on that a little more and uh, i mean jeremy irons as scar is, is perfection like that performance is phenomenal i think so yeah so it's, it's good go ahead I think it's a good point you make. Um, I think that especially when you con the the sing along the be prepared song also hinted at uh, hinted a, l a lot about that. But you have to ask like, what? Why is it that you know uh, they restricted the character of of Sky as uh, as the as the bad guy in a scenario like that? Um, I, I will say that one of the arguments that I, that I, I initially considered was the question about diversity of the cast, but um, I felt like that was a conversation that I just didn't want to go into uh, because I didn't feel like it was strong enough uh, given the times. But I, 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 I think I still think the character of Sky is despite everything is probably still one of the best in the sh in the series um yeah. as well as mufasa and ironically disney owns star wars and mufasa <laughs> at this point they want our childhood so you know they eventually got got all of uh, his presentations into one bucket yeah but man his voice is good man his voice is good like wow i agree yeah and yeah, I mean, I, so I've been, yeah, Lion King has, has always kind of been in my life. Um, I, I saw the show, I saw the play in London. Um, mm. Probably one of the worst, like, professional productions I've seen. I didn't really? like, like the, I didn't like the, the, the musical version at all. I thought it was very on the nose conceptually. It was lacking a lot. And it, it all starts phenomenally with the circle of life, like this movie does. And it's fantastic. And then right after that, it just fizzles out and it's it terrible. <laughs> Hot take. But uh, so, yeah, if you know, I, I highly recommend watching this movie and, and this version of the movie and nothing else exists. But I think it also falls falls into that category where we talked about, man, this this Disney films, they're, they're very, their stories are very interesting, but their stuffs are not complicated at all. Um, no. And it's probably the reason why, you know, I still prefer like Studio Ghibli films over Disney films, because hmm. they, at least you get the complexity of the characters. You see that there are, nu there are nuances to to a lot of the characters that you don't get to see in a lot of the Disney films. I mean, I think that everybody should see The Lion King. It's a short, sweet film. Um, it's probably one of the best animated films that Disney has done. Um, and, you know, rewatching the film brings a lot of joy to my heart. But the interesting thing about it is that the, the parts that, you know, the parts that uh, that I appreciated are not the same parts that my wife appreciates. So it's like I'm watching the film going, oh, what did you call me? They called me Mr. Pig. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm ecstatic about that scene and ecstatic about the scene where the, the monkey comes down and he's fighting everybody with a stick and he hits him with the back of the fist as the last one. And I remember as a kid, I, that stuck with my mind that I used to do it all the time, like 
playing around. My my wife was watching it and she was like, this is the part that stuck to you, <laughs> stuck with you for years. She's talking about the complexity. She's talking about how, you know, the relationship between Nala and uh, Simba grew. And that's what stuck with her. But, you know, it's the it's the violence that stuck with me. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. So I highly recommend watch this movie because it's great. That's yeah. all I have. What? You know. Next up. It's a good, it, was a, it was a good discussion, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, next up, Hans Zimmer will not leave us alone because next up is a gladiator. Oh, no, that movie. I don't want to cry again. <laughs> you know, it's going to be interesting. Maybe if I watch it this time, I, I'm not going to be as emotionally phased as the first time I watched it. It's another movie about revenge. Um, but well, we're complex characters. I'm going to watch it again, and uh, we'll see where we go from there. Sounds good. Cool. Uh, until then, where can people find us? You know, they can find us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, on at Movie Mistrial, or you can reach us to us via reach out to us via email. Contact at moviemistrial.com. Um, one of the things that Johannes uh, uh, always points out. Uh, and is that you know if you leave a review for this, it would go a long way in helping us spread the word about this podcast. So it would uh, it would behoove us if you would uh, be so kind as to put a review on iTunes or all your favorite podcast applications uh, on how you're enjoying the show. And if there's anything you want us to improve on, you can always reach, us to us, reach out to us on Twitter or the social media the sites. Exactly, exactly. We can only uh, learn and grow from you. So, yeah, looking forward to hear from you. All right, bye. All right. Ciao.